She's a small wonder. I'd like you both to meet Vicky. A child unlike other girls. And that's a real kid, right? No, no, it's a robot. Made of plastic. Microchips here and there. You're my voice input child identical. V I C I I pronounce it Vicky. Hey there, everybody. Angela Bowen here, the host of She's a Small Wonder, a small wonder podcast. How's everyone doing? How's your month been? I say this because it's been a month since the last time I did a small wonder episode. That's kind of how it's been, how it's going to be for now, is it's just going to be once a month. Kind of also with like the Growing Pains podcast as well, because I'm really... You know, I'm focused on Full House right now. I also have Silver Spoons, which I'm finishing up. That is on the Punky Power podcast, by the way. If you want, I, um, on the Wonder Years podcast, I did stop at uh, Season 2, Episode 1. If you'd like to continue with the Silver Spoons journey, you can do so by going to the Punky Power official Punky Brewster podcast. And you can subscribe there to iTunes. You will find... All of season one through, I'm halfway through season three right now. My goal is, with Silver Spoons, is to finish season three at the end of September. I have a Halloween-ish type episode to do from season three in October. I have a two-part Thanksgiving episode in November. And I have a, that I've, these episodes, mind you, I've skipped over them. Because I only do holiday episodes during that month of that holiday. And, of course, I have a Christmas episode. Season 4 of Silver Spoons. I know I was like, why are you talking about this? Um, Season 4 of Silver Spoons is going to not start until March. Because I have a whole thing planned with the Full House podcast. If you're listening, you know, currently right now, we're in the summer fun series is what I like to call it. And then the very last episode for that Summer Fun series is going to come at the very end of August. It's going to be Fuller House Season 2, Episode 1, entitled Welcome Back, where they have a back-to-school and a summer barbecue. That is kind of like my little bookend. So, before that, of course, we have all of August. That will be for... That's going to be a birthday-themed month because my birthday is in late August and I wanted to do the birthday episodes. So, um, you'll find out more about all of that in the, um, the Full House podcast. So, yeah. But today, I am talking about Small Wonder. This is episode... I'm sorry, I do not mean to yawn. It's... 10.26 a.m. I just woke up, I think, just before 10. But I didn't have a really good dream, so I'm still trying to come out of that. But, on the plus side, it was kind of about the Wonder Years. And then it, like, delved into something else that kind of freaks me out. But, uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> season 1, Episode 9 of Small Wonder, entitled Slightly Dishonorable. This episode aired on November 2nd, 1985. Here's the synopsis. This is from IMDb. Jamie uses Vicky's new read-and-scan computer program to do his school reports for him. She does such a good job, though, that his teacher wants to move Jamie to the honors class. 
But when his parents find out, they give him the chance to come clean on his own. Of course, because they are like, Jamie, we want to treat you like you want to be treated like a kid who can make his own decisions. So the choice is up to you. Um, I want to read from the back of the DVD here. It says, Jamie uses Vicky to do his homework and gets on the school honor roll. Really? I think I might have been on the honor roll a couple times, like my freshman, sophomore year. No, wait. Was that the honor roll? It might have been. It might have been. Maybe it was just... Fr- no, it was freshman and sophomore year. And then I just kind of gave up on things, so... Yeah. This episode's got a 7.8 out of 10 based on 18 ratings on IMDb. Let's see if we get a Harriet sighting. It says Harriet Brindle, but I'm really, really not sure because the last episode said that Harriet was in it and she wasn't in it. No, don't think that I'm saying, oh, I miss Harriet, I want to see her again, I miss her so much. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying if you're going to have... Oh, I see, this is all episode cast. Okay. What does this mean? Let me look. Something's off. Yeah, it says her in there, but uh, I don't know. Look at that. I know I don't miss her. Um, Peter Baldwin directed this episode. Cy... Gomberg, G-O-M-B-E-R-G. It was written by, and also Howard Leeds. It was written by. No trivia for this episode. So if you would like to follow along with the podcast, the She's a Small Wonder podcast does have its own Facebook page at She's a Small Wonder, a Small Wonder podcast. Also, um, I pretty much on Instagram keep a lot of most of my shows are going to be under the well, except for the Punky Brewster one. They're going to be under the LBOM, which stands for Looking Back on My and then Wonder Years podcast. So you're going to find stuff on Mr. Belvedere, which I do plan to do an episode coming up. It's another Wesley episode. <laughs> um, so Mr. Belvedere, you're going to find stuff on Small Wonder, Growing Paints, even though Growing Paints does have its own Instagram page, uh, you know, Full House, even though Full House has its own Facebook and Instagram page and Twitter page or account or whatever, so yeah, that's kind of the banner where I'm doing things, um, I know that the Full House podcast does have its own, um, setup on iTunes as well, but I kind of like to keep it on my two platforms with Wonder Years and Punky Brewster because that's what's pulling in the listeners and stuff like that. So there are and you know there are other full house podcasts out there as well. So Alright, I am ready to get into this episode. I missed the adventures with the Larson family and Vicky. Let's see what's going on. You know what kind of bugged me about this episode? You know you guys know that I don't I actually go through the episode and kind of tell you what it's about and all that good stuff. So I don't know. No, what bugged me about the synopsis is the fact that, and even though it's only slightly in season one, episode three, The Sitter, is that Jamie was having Vicky do his homework. This is now escalated into not just doing, like, whether he's doing the work and she's copying it, so she's doing the book reports for him. Does he have access to a pre-internet in 1985? I don't know. Um, or as they called it back in the day, the World Wide Web. (laughs) But the point where I'm guessing, 
when I was trying to get uh, screenshots for the episode and everything, there's this lady that comes over that sits on the couch with Jamie, and I'm like, who is this lady? I'm guessing she's a teacher, and she's made a house call to tell him she wants to put him in honors classes. Okay? But it's just, why? We're, this is just kind of slightly similar to the sitter's the sitter episode, so. I'm excited about the next episode in August called The Adoption. After Bonnie Brindle tips off child services about the Lawson's new child, Vicky must pass a medical exam. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah. But let's get into slightly dishonorable. Oh, also, when I was looking through um, for screen caps and stuff, I noticed that um, Jamie also plays football. Well, he plays basketball outside, so... I like how I guess they're trying to round him out and make him, like, the everyday boy where he's, like, into sports. He doesn't like reading. He likes comic books, though. It's just kind of hard to root for Jamie because they really don't give him any good qualities. Alright, here we go. We're in the kitchen. It seems like sometimes, so far, they've always been centered in the kitchen. Like, that's where things start. So Jamie comes in with his football, he's got his helmet on, he's got his uh, practice uniform, it's got dirt on it, he's got dirt on his face. He's like, hey mom, check me out, what do you think I am? I was like, really? Yeah, you're, you're, she's like, you're a quarterback who's rushing to do his homework. So right out the gate we got a homework thing going, like, yeah, this is gonna be the thing. Jamie's not about, he's like, I wanna play football, but you gotta do your homework. So, of course, it's like, well, let's cut out the middleman and just have Vicky do the homework. So that way, I'm golden. He's like, no, I'm a record breaker. I, I threw four touchdown passes in, in football practice today. I love how Joan calls him uh, <laughs> Mr. Montana. So I'm guessing she's referring to Joe Montana, because I can't think of any other Montana. I don't even watch football, but that guy's kind of up there in, um, out of some of the greats out there. Like, um, well, Dan Marino, I only remember from Ace Ventura. Oh, you got to be kidding me, Jamie. Apparently he's got a big history report that's due tomorrow. That is major procrastination. I've never waited... On something like that, I've never waited to the last minute. But then again, in my class, we kind of worked on the um, the papers together and stuff. Like, the teacher would kind of let us work on them in class and like, go over them and correct them a little bit along the way. So, I always, I would have loved that. I would have loved a paper like that. Because I was so big on writing and everything. And I remember one paper I wrote in high school. It was about the movie Awakenings with um, Robert or uh, Robert De Niro and Robin Williams. Great, great movie. And I just, I put so much thought and so much heart into my paper. that my teacher actually wanted to save it and use it as an example for the next year's class. And I felt like... So touched and so honored. I worked so hard. I was like, here, can you kind of go over this with me? Make sure I'm doing everything right. Everything's like set up how it has to be and all the good stuff. And it's like, yeah, I loved it. Even my paper on Andy Warhol art class got an A+. And my teacher wrote a note like, you did better than most students. I, wah, uh, yeah. 
Jonah's all about, they got a lot of plants in that house. And she's like, all right, come on, Jamie, you got to do your homework. He's like, oh, that was a mistake. She's like, what, why? He's like, oh, well, I shouldn't have told you about it. He's like, what, you don't have to turn in the paper? He's like, no, I, w- I just, I shouldn't have said anything to you. Like, well, too late. Ted, of course, is at his computer. He's got Vicky hooked up. It looks like he's making some adjustments on her. Oh, the computer, mind you, is in the closet that's got all these machines in there with blinking lights. All right, let's find out what Ted did. He's like, well, I did it. What did you do? You did something great with Vicky? Awesome. I love how you're always preoccupied with this robot who you don't treat very well. But yeah, he did something. Let's find out what he did. Hi. Well, I did it. Took a whole week of programming, but I finally did it. What did you do? Well, just a minute and I'll show you here. <laughs> okay, Vicky. Go to the coffee table and get the newspaper. Go to the coffee table, get the newspaper. That's not a coffee table. That's like a whole holiday. week to get the paper. I knew a poodle who learned that in one day. <laughs> There's more, wise guy. Watch what our pretty little robot can do. Okay, Vicky, scan the newspaper. She's reading that fast? And storing it in her memory bank. She'll be able to scan anything we want and recite it back. It's a breakthrough that combines robotics, data flow integration, and systolic array processing in the VICI mode. That makes sense. Vicky, what's the lead story on page one, quickly? Stop, 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 Vicky. Forget I said quickly. What's the lead story on page one? Congressman debate, national budget. Lead story on page two. Senators speak on taxes till midnight. Vicky, is there anything in the paper about the football game next Sunday? Yes, the pro football game will be blacked out on local TV. Oh, no. I really wanted to see that game. Yeah, me too, Jamie. I was looking forward to sitting here with our feet up and joining it together. Yeah, me too, Dad. Grab a couple of beers and go for the gusto. In your case, go for the milko. You know, I have an idea you both could still see that game. Yeah? Well, if you do a good job on that book report and your father cleans out the garage, I just might spring for two tickets to go to that game. All right. What do you say, Dad? It's a deal. Shake. Whoa, whoa, whoa. whoa. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, Joan and Jamie come from the kitchen into the living room and like, hey dad, how's it going? And of course, Ted is occupied. He's working on Vicky. And he sticks up, you know, I've done this before with a finger leg. Just give me a minute here. And I noticed through the doorway, Jamie or um, the actor who plays him, Jerry Cyprian, he's like got the helmet. He's like trying to get it off as he's going through the doorway. And almost looks like he's having a smidge of difficulty. So, Ted gets up, he's really excited, he's like, look, I did it, I did it, it took a whole week, but I did it. And, of course, they're like, did what? 
He's like, Vicky, get the paper and put it on the coffee table. This is not a coffee table. It is like one of those foot locker type boxes that go at the end of a bed. Or even like what could be considered an ottoman. It's like just like one of those, like a chest that you would put like stuff into. They can't get a real coffee table? Oh no, she gets the newspaper from the coffee tip. Coffee table, my butt. Um, no. And she just starts scanning it because Ted says scan the newspaper and then of course read it back to me. And he sits down with the newspaper and says, Vicky, read page one. She reads it. Read page two. Jamie, they're both kind of impressed. Well, at first when he says... When Ted tells her to get the newspaper, she's like, wow, I knew a poodle who could do that in, like, a day. And Ted's like, give it a second. And it's the fact that she can scan the information and store it in her memory bank. So, of course, this is what's going to lead Jamie to have Vicky take in all this information about probably history and stuff. And then that way she can compute it back into something that, or she's going to take it and then like scan it on like paper will probably come out of her or something like that. And that'll be his report. That's what I'm guessing anyways. Because he asks her about the football game coming up that uh, unfortunately will be blocked out on TV. He and Ted, or Ted's like, oh, Jamie, I was really looking forward to watching that game with you. You know, sitting back, hands behind her heads on the couch, our feet up on this supposed coffee table. And, of course, Jamie's like, yeah, Dad, me too. I was really hoping we could pop some brewskis or beeros or whatever. Because Jonah's like, uh, no, Jamie, I think you more, like, would be drinking Milko. But... Did I just call her Jane? Oh my goodness. I, I apologize, June. Sorry, or Joan. Oh my god. Joni! Joni! <laughs> That's what Ted calls her on occasion. Calls her Joni. Um, I gotta have some type of, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Mnemonic device or something to help me. I feel terrible. I feel terrible. So she figures she's gonna get something out of this. She wants Ted to clean out the garage. And, of course, Jamie to get his book report done, or, well, his history report done that's due, like, tomorrow. So she says she'll get tickets f to the game for them if they do these things, which I guess back in the day it was just so easy to, like, because the game, I think, is supposed to be happening, like, later that week, I'm guessing, or in the next week. Or she could just go down and get the tickets for them if they complete their tasks. So Jamie's like, alright, sweet! Vicky, let's go to my room and you can help me with my homework. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Of course, before they leave, uh, Ted is just so excited about what he's used Vicky for. And he spouts off all these terms that Joan has no idea. A breakthrough that can... Combines robotics, data flow, and integration. Systolic array processing. Don't know what that is either. But of course, Joan's like, that sounds nice. Or No, she says, that makes sense. Which is another 
that's another one of her phrases. Like, that makes sense. Or what was the other one? Like, when doesn't she sometimes say that's unusual? Just in that inflectionish tone. I love how when Jamie's talking about splitting up some brewskis and sucking them down, and he's just Ted is just leaning against the couch, just looking at. He's side eyeing Joan with this smirk, like <laughs> our kid. Talking about drinking beer. <laughs> of course, the kids in the audience, they, they got a laugh riot. Like, yeah, <laughs> kids drinking beer because we are not old enough. And Joan's like, in your case, go for the milk. Oh, oh my goodness. I take it ticket prices for that game wouldn't have been that much back then. I mean, maybe they're, what, like 20 bucks a pop, if that. I love... Ted and Jamie's little hand, three, uh, it's like Three Stooges type handshake dealy they got going on. Cool. So we're back in Jamie's room. He's got some weird goofy stuff. He always does. He's got this little, uh, nutcracker mannequin thing in the corner that's right behind his bedroom door. He's got a bag that I swear was used on Punky Brewster because it's a bag that has, like, uh, the... They're kind of rainbow colors, but it almost looks like it was a bag that was used on that show. And I'm just thinking, you know, Howard Leeds was on the show, but then again, maybe it was on the same network. It was on NBC. Maybe. Wait, maybe Ricky might have had it in season one of Silver Spoons. The bag just looks familiar. Okay, so... Jamie's like, hey, look, Vicky, this is amazing. This speed reading thing ability that you have couldn't have come at a better time. You're going to speed read my history book. It's going to make me doing my book report that much. That is going to... What is that? What is that on his... What is that on his... He's got a little mini chalkboard there. What's that say? Oh, it says write your history paper. And it's got a smiley face on the bottom. Okay. So I'm going to play this clip as Jamie is devising this miraculous plan about yeah how to get a good grade. That he doesn't have to really do anything. Yeah, but if she's spouting stuff directly from the book, does he's not aware of plagiarism, I take it, right? I kind of learned about that um, eighth grade. I know I probably should have knew about it sooner. Um, I was just kind of writing, I thought it was like on the state of Oklahoma or some like popular, you know, the population and history and stuff like that. And I told her the teacher and she just smiled at me and she said, you kind of copied it word for word. No, what I want you to do is take some things out of the text and put them into your own words. So I had to redo it, which wasn't a big deal, but it's like, it's like part of me knew when I was writing it down that it was wrong, but then, I mean, I figured well, what, you know. Basically, I was on uh, Jamie Lawson brain at the time, so I didn't have a robot to um, read my book, uh, my uh, history book for me, or scan my history book. So, Vicky, Dad couldn't have programmed you to speed read at a better time. Time at the time, the time would be five twenty-two and twelve seconds. <laughs>
Here's some of my handwriting. Can you copy it? I can copy anything I can read. Terrific. This I cannot read. <laughs> Neither can the teacher. It's my secret weapon. Anyway, please copy it. Here, sit down. Now, if anybody asks if you did this report for me, you say you don't know anything about it or the big J is in big trouble. Got it? The big J is in big trouble. Got it? <laughs> okay, improve your mind with my history book. I promised my folks I wouldn't choose you for my homework anymore, but this time I'm only thinking of them. If I don't pass this test, We'll have a son who shaves before he gets out of grammar school. <laughs> what is grammar school? It's yeah. Why is it yeah? <laughs> because teachers take all the fun out of it. They expect you to learn things. <laughs> so Jamie justifies the fact that even though his parents don't want him using Vicky for his homework anymore, he's like, oh, well, I'm doing this for them. Excuse me? Really? He's like, they don't want to have a son who shaves before he leaves grammar school. And of course, Vicky doesn't know what grammar school is. It's basically elementary school. He's like, oh, it's so hard. The teachers make it so boring. They expect us to learn stuff. I'm like, buddy, you have not even entered junior high yet. Or middle school. Or high school. Oh my gosh. This kid, I don't know about his future. I really don't. Maybe he's just supposed to be a typical kid that doesn't like to learn. Heaven forbid if he were, he'd be like a Mark from Step by Step who actually likes to learn. And I'm not just saying that because he wears glasses and wears sweater vests. So I'm guessing this has got to be the next day because when Vicky told Jamie the time it was like 5.22 at night and 12 seconds. I love how Ted comes home from work and he's always like, hi girls. Like, <laughs> it's like, even though he treats Vicky like a robot, he's still like, hey ladies, hey girls, how you doing? How's it going? How my girls? Oh, of course, Joan is taking uh, advantage of this new uh, scan and read ability that Vicky has because Joan had Vicky scan her entire recipe book. Granted, I think there's probably going to be a... Uh, you know how Vicky tends to take things literally and stuff? I think that there might be a joke in there. Because there's always a joke. Like, whenever Ted has gives her a new ability, there's always, like, a glitch or something in there. Because she still takes everything literally. Hi, girls. Oh, hi. What's going on here? Oh, I had Vicky scan my recipe books. Watch Vicki, what are the ingredients for a walnut and watercress salad? The ingredients are walnuts, watercress, apples, Swiss cheese, onion, olives, and... Why did you stop? I have to turn the page. <laughs> huh? And I'm also teaching her how to make the salad. Well, that's great. Now, if you can teach her to vacuum, do the floors, do the dishes, and do the laundry, you'll have all that free time for yourself. I wouldn't know what to do with it. Yeah? Well, let me give you a few ideas. Okay, you don't need to be humping your wife in She's a robot, not a child. She's not programmed for this. Oh, but I am. Whoa, take it to the bedroom, you two. Ha! 
Holy moo! <laughs> so yeah, he, uh, Joan is actually not only having Vicky learn, you know, scan the recipes, he's teaching her how to make them. Which is funny that um, Vicky also uh, impersonates the fact that she's got to, you know, turn the page in the book. Because she says, and Joan's like, why did you stop? And she's like, well, I have to turn the page. And Vicky does like a little shake of the head, like, Voop. And Ted is just hot and bothered. Like, he's getting turned on by this. I mean, the fact that uh, Vicky's not had any glitches so far in this. And the fact that he full on. Is about ready to take Joan from behind almost literally. And Joan is like, well, Vicky's here in the kitchen. And, of course, Ted's like, I don't care. She's a robot. She's not a kid. She ain't gonna know what she's seeing. And of course, she turns around and kisses him. It's like, guys, he's gonna full-on hump his wife in the kitchen. Like, take her. In the kitchen. Where you got the blinds open in the kitchen. You got a nosy little eight-year-old neighbor named Harriet. Who's going to be like, Mommy, Daddy, guess what I saw the Lawsons doing in their kitchen. They didn't have any clothes. Yeah, come on, guys. Of course, doorbell stops them, so. Lawson, save that stuff for the bedroom. I don't want to see you taking off your clothes. I don't want to see you having sex in the kitchen. And I'm sure Vicky, even though she's a robot, doesn't need to see that either. Because that would come back to bite you in the bum. So, Ted goes to answer the door, and the whole... T- Joan is off, like, fanning herself with a smile on her face. Like, oh, I'm gonna get me some tonight. Like, probably. <laughs> well, I figured there'd be a glitch, as, of course, Joan is having Vicky um, recite the recipe and stuff, and she's saying something about shredding lettuce, and she starts pulling it apart and throwing it in the air. Luckily, Joan is like, oh, no, 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 in the bowl, in the bowl. So Ted checks through the peephole, and who is this person? Who in the hell? What in the... Teachers don't make house calls? Is this just a TV thing for the 80s? No way in living hell would she be making a house call on a weekend or... Well, it's probably not a weekend. It's, you know, Ted came home from work. But seriously? Seriously. You're wasting your time... Coming to someone's house to talk about their kid. You can't call them on the phone? Maybe she was in the neighborhood like, you know what, I'm going to stop here. Maybe Jamie is the only one of those kids in her class that has any semi-promise. Or the fact that he went from like a D all the way up to an A with one book report. It's like, I gotta go check this out. Mr. Lawson? Yes? I hope I'm not disturbing you. I'm Miss Sheets, Jamie's teacher. Oh, Hi, uh, please come in. Thank you. Uh, Joan? Joanie? Yes? Can you come in here? It's Jamie's school teacher. Oh, we'll, we'll keep doing what the recipe says. The recipe says craft the walnuts. Uh, no, Jamie's at football practice. Oh, I'm sorry to keep you waiting. Uh, Joan, this is Miss Sheets, my wife, Joan. Oh, nice to meet you. Pleasure. Thank you. Uh, well, please sit down. Thank you. Thanks. <laughs> I dropped by to talk to you about Jamie. 
Oh, well, what in particular did you want to talk about? His grades. We've he been really pushing him really hard. hard. <laughs> I'm sure we can get him to buckle down. Oh, he has. His grades have improved dramatically these past few weeks. You're kidding. Huh? <laughs> well, we're really not surprised. I was just on my way home, and I just had to stop by and, and tell you about the report Jamie turned in today. The assignment was on obscure but important events in American history. I only expected the children to read two chapters of the book. Jamie read all 55. <laughs> he even found some obscure events even I didn't know, like George Washington being born on February 11th instead of the day we celebrate, February 22nd. Well, that's Jamie for you. <laughs> well, the report was so good, I'm having it copied for the other children to read. I'm also putting him up for our new honor club. Honor oh. club? <laughs> oh, we'd love to read the report, Miss Sheath, if you'd be kind enough to send us a copy. I'll drop it off tomorrow. And I just want to congratulate the two of you for inspiring Jamie to show an ability we never knew he had. He had us fooled for a long time, too. <laughs> well, I'd better be going. Well, thank you very much thank for coming you. by. My pleasure. Good night. Goodbye. So the teacher wants to make a, like, oh, I was on my way home, but I thought I'd stop and tell you about, you know, your son Jamie's homework. And both Joan and Ted are like, well, we're trying to get him to, like, really focus and buckle down on his studies. And the teacher is like, well, actually, he's improved greatly. Like, oh, my God. And that isn't giving, I mean, that no bells are going off in their heads. Like, well, that's suspicious. And when she says his grades have dramatically improved over the last few weeks, Ted and Joan are floored. Like, whoa, they have? Really? <laughs> wow. We just thought our kid was a big dum-dum who never took anything seriously. And how can you blame them? Because he doesn't. He's complaining. And he just makes that so boring. Like, shut up, Jamie. So, of course, Joan plays off like, oh, wow. <laughs> We're really not surprised. So, she wants. The reason she actually did come over was to tell them about an a report that Jamie did on the obscure, obscure but important events in history. And she says she only expected the kids to read two chapters of the book. And Jamie read all 55. Well, and of course, Ted's eyes are bugging out of his head like, uh, what? what? Jamie, you couldn't have read two damn chapters? Seriously? Oh my god, it's not like where the teacher assigns you like six chapters of math that you have to get through. Joan, are you seriously that oblivious? She's like, oh wow, oh my god, my son, he's a genius. And the teacher says... That Jamie found some some obscure events that even I didn't know. Like that George Washington being born on February 11th instead of the day we celebrate, which is February 22. So, the teacher says Jamie's report was so good that she's having it copied for the other students to use in his, as an example. Kind of like what uh, my teacher did for me. She's putting him in the honors club as well. So is that kind of like those AP classes, advanced placement? Oh my gosh, Joan is like practically having an orgasm over the fact that her son is going to join the honor club. Like, take it down a notch there, Joanie. Save it for later. 
Of course they want to read the report. They're like, yeah, we'd love to read this report. So she tells him, like, I'll get it to you tomorrow. I believe she does make another appearance and talks to Jamie on the couch. So as soon as the teacher's out the door, Ted and Joan are, like, jumping in each other's arms. They're celebrating. They're like, woo! Honey, this is fantastic! Oh, her son, the brave! Yeah, he... Wait a minute. Yeah. He's not that smart. No. <laughs> and what's more important, we're not that dumb. You're not? Well, that little celebratory, uh... Happy dance didn't last very long. Uh, they're like, man, no, no, wait a minute. Is Ted's like, our son's not that smart. So they go in. Of course, they're going to um, talk to Vicky and get the truth out of her. Vicky is just like ripping apart salad or ripping apart some type of vegetable and tossing it in the air. Of course, a recipe calls for her to toss the salad, so she throws... See, I told you, she takes everything literally. That following a recipe isn't going to help unless you're watching her to correct her mistakes. Vicki, let me ask you something. Do you know anything about Jamie's history report? I don't know anything about Jamie's history report. See, honey, maybe we were wrong. Maybe Jamie really did apply himself and yeah. dig out those facts about George Washington being born on, oh, I don't know, whatever it was. February the 11th. <laughs> As opposed to the 22nd. Right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Hold the phone. I thought so. Jamie has a good brain, all right, but it's in Vicky's head. <laughs> Miss Sheets was just here? Miss Sheets. I've heard that name from somewhere. <laughs> well, I'll give you a hint. She almost flunked you in history last term. Oh, that Miss Sheets. Well, she's got a real problem, you know. What's that? Well, there's this kid who sits in front of me. He's real dumb. She keeps getting us mixed up. Well, gee, I hope she didn't get you mixed up this time. She was really pleased with that history report you turned in. She wants to put you in the new honor club. How do you feel about that? It couldn't happen to a more deserving kid. <laughs> so, of course, they ask Vicky, do you know anything about Jamie's history report? Did you write it for him? She's like, I don't know anything about a history report. Of course... Ted spouts off the whole thing about George Washington's birthday. Vicky's like, yes, it was on the 11th, not on the 22nd. Ding, 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 bells are going off. Well, of course, of course. Jamie's got a brain, all right, only it's in Vicky's head. Yes, yeah, did, he did use her to, um, to ace that history report. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on, guys, you really... You don't think that your kid wouldn't pull that crap? You already told him not to once with Vicky and the homework. You think he's going to listen? No. And let's talk about this name for this teacher. Mrs. Sheets. I want to see how this name is spelled. It's M-I-S-S, because she's apparently not married. Sheets. Just like bed sheets. S-H-E-E-T-S. 
Writers, come on. You can't come up with a better name than that, really? I want to tell you, this lady looks like she may or may not be familiar to me. She was only in one episode, so we never see her again, which... She was in the show Wiz Kids that had um, Matthew Labertal, who played... Laberto, who played Albert Ingalls on Little House. So I've not seen her in anything. I'm probably confusing her with somebody else. Jamie comes in completely oblivious, like, Hey, guess what? I threw three touchdowns at practice today. I'm calling bullshot... Bullshot? I'm calling bullshot on any of that. Four touchdowns. Three touchdowns. So it's just practice. So is he throwing them into, like, a tire on um on a rope or something? I mean, I haven't actually seen Jamie play, so I guess I shouldn't really judge his athletic abilities, but... Seems like his mind's more on the on the sports than it's on the uh, on the homework stuff. Of course, Ted says, "Oh, you know, your teacher came over here. She wants to put you into honors, an honors club." And he's like, "Oh yeah, great. That couldn't happen to a better man. Like whatever, a better guy." And he runs off, grabs a cookie, zips out the room. Like, okay, bye. He's no face at all. You think? I remember in the Wonder Years episode, I think it's season, it's in season three, I believe it is called, it's called, it's from season three, episode nine, entitled Math Class Squared. While having a problem in his math class, Kevin makes a decision that the only way to get good, get, bleh, good grades is to cheat, because there's a cheating ring going on in the, in the class with the other boys. So the teacher, Mr. Collins, in that episode knows Kevin's cheating because his grade goes from, like, a, a D all the way up to an A. And he doesn't flat out say, Kevin, look, I know you're cheating. You need to stop. No. What he does is very creative. He puts Kevin in an honors class because he knows the work is going to be that much more difficult. Kevin's not going to be able to keep up with the work. And he's just... He's going to fail. And then that's basically Mr. Collins is giving him a shot to come clean and admit that, you know, I cheated. I mean, he, he knows that Kevin cheated. So, but, yeah, it's, I mean, the teacher here is a giant fucking dum-dum because she's like, oh, this, the fact that he went from a D to an A, or Jamie did, is just... She doesn't suspect, like, oh, this is, I would be suspicious of this, and I want to find out why and how. Not to mention, I'm sure that report was not put in his own words. It was straight, straight from the book, all the words, line for line, all of it. So, now that Jamie's went to his room, you know he's not going to admit that he actually used Vicky. So, Ted is going to have a little shit fit here, vent session to Joan. If I told him once, I've told him a hundred times not to use Vicky for his homework. Again, with the child abuse and the spanking in the 80s. Because Joan's like, well, I can't believe he's putting, you know, being put in the honest honors class or something he didn't do. And Ted's going to basically straighten it out. He's like, I'm going to go confront him face to face. And if that doesn't work, I'm going to confront his other end. And then he's going to get his ass beat, basically. I mean, I can say one thing that Ted knows how to do is the pissed off dad face. Where I'm not playing with you, get your butt down here, I'm gonna beat it hard.
I've told Jamie once, I've told him a dozen times not to use Vicky for his homework. It'd be terrible if he were to be put in the honor club for something he didn't even do. Well, we're not going to let him get away with it. What are you going to do? I'm going to confront him face to face. And if that doesn't work, I'll confront his other end. <laughs> Ted, wait. Wouldn't it be better if he confessed all by himself? A out of his own sense of honesty and self-respect. Oh, come on, Joan. Well, let's at least give him the chance to, huh? He's not going to do that. Maybe you're right. Well, it's probably just eating away at him right now. I doubt it. I bet you he tells us at dinner. No, right. He doesn't. At dinner. I'm proud of him already. <laughs> I can't believe Joan put Jamie's name and honesty in the same sentence. This is your kid. You gave birth to him. You know that he's a slimy little turd. He does this crap. He's not going to confess at dinner. That's not the Jamie way. Because that's what Joan wants. She doesn't want to see Ted, like, beat her sons behind. So, no, let's just let him confess at dinner. We can yeah, make him a big old dinner so he'll feel guilty and then he'll spill. Damn it, Jamie. I don't care about your football crap. I really don't. You threw seven touchdowns in a week. Great. Don't care. Because he's replaying scene by scene every part of this practice or game. Um, I'm get Okay, so the yellow uniform was clearly a practice uniform because he's got a gray football uniform, got dirt on it. It says Jay Lawson on the back. Let's play this clip as he's replaying... All of what happened at this football game or football practice. So, it was fourth down and two to go. I called for a runoff right tackle, but Reggie didn't want to carry the ball to that side. He said the last time he did, someone bit him on the leg. <laughs> <laughs> Jamie, you've talked about nothing but football all through dinner. Don't you have something else to say? Something more important, maybe? Well... It won't be long till basketball season. <laughs> Boy, that Abraham Lincoln sure was honest. What? <laughs> Go with it, Joan. Uh, right. Uh, and what about George Washington? He was probably even more honest. Right. I think he was just about Jamie's age when he chopped down that cherry tree and, on his own, said, I cannot tell a lie. I did it. Does that mean anything to you, Jamie? Oh, it sure does. You shouldn't let a little kid play with an axe. <laughs> Excuse me. Well, that clearly did not work. They're like, oh, as... Ted is like, look, son, um, you've talked throughout the entire dinner about your precious football. I can't stand it anymore. And Joan's like, isn't there anything else you want to, you know, talk about? Maybe history? And, of course, nope! Ted tries another tactic. It's like, whoa, boy, that Abraham Lincoln, let me tell you, he was a pretty honest man, wasn't he? And Joan just looks at Ted like, what? And he's kind of side-eyeing you and we're like, honey, just go with this, please. And then also they bring up George Washington, chopping down the cherry tree, saying, I will not, I cannot tell a lie. Still, they get nothing from Jamie other than, wow, they shouldn't let a kid play with an axe. 
Nope. I would have been, you know what, um, Jamie, we're on to you, and, you know, until you actually do confess, you can wave goodbye to football, because that's just how it's gonna be. So Jamie's up in his room, he's like, when I like, he's laying on his bed, just chilling out, and he's like, when I'm worried, I like to pace. Vicky, pace for me. I see the Elvin and the Chipmunk, or it's not Elvin and the Chipmunks, it's just Elvin from the Chipmunks, the little stuff. Since episode one, it's still there. Why couldn't they give him a blue pillow or like a blue and white striped pillow? Instead we got a shit brown pillow that he's leaning against, which matches the color of his headboard. I don't like blue and brown together, that's just, ugh. Brown makes me think of shit. Makes me think of poop. Don't like it. Are you kidding me? Now he's feeling guilty. <laughs> I feel so guilty. So yeah, Jamie's feeling guilty. He says you put up a good front and to try and protect your rear. Nikki doesn't understand what guilt is, so D- Jamie's just kind of giving her a definition. He's laying on his bed in his dirty football jersey. Gross. So the reason that he shouldn't have let her do the report in his mind is because she did it too good. As in, you should have made mistakes. Or, oh, I don't know, maybe use your own words and not copy the words on the page line for line. Plagiarism, plagiarism, plagiarism! I want to hear that word in this episode. I want to hear plagiarism. Oh, so Vicky goes on, uh, goes into her cabinet to kind of Think on good versus bad and guilt and everything. Now, Jamie is doing his own set of pacing in front of her cabinet. Like, sure, I cheated. I thought he was feeling guilty, and all of a sudden he's like, I lied to my parents. I lied to my teacher about that history report. But now I feel great. Does he not have any conscience? I thought he was feeling guilty. Oh, the football game. The precious, precious football game that... Jamie wants to go to with his dad. Like, I want to tell him the truth. But if I, you're not going to the football, kiss that football game goodbye, buddy. Well, when I'm worried, I like to pace. Pace for me. (laughs) (laughs) You see, I didn't let on to my folks, but I'm feeling real guilty about that history report. Guilty? That word is not in my memory bank. Well... Guilty is what you feel when you do something you know is wrong and you don't admit it. Stop, Vicky. Do something wrong and don't admit it? Right. You put up a good front because you're trying to protect your rear. (laughs) You understand? I'm working on it. (laughs) I shouldn't have let you do that report. You did it too good. Too good? Yeah, and that's bad. Good is bad. Right. I'll go back to the cabinet and work on that, too. (laughs) You know, I'm not all bad. Sure, I cheated on that history report and took credit for something I didn't do and lied to my teacher and folks about it. But outside of that, I'm terrific. (laughs) You're terrific. I want to tell my folks the truth, but if I do, Dad won't take me to that football game on Sunday. Can you stick that in your computer and figure a way out? I will stick it in my computer. 
The answer is forthcoming. Good. the truth. All right. Vicky, you're a lifesaver. Lifesaver, a round object with a hole in the middle. <laughs> Not to be confused with a donut or bagel. <laughs> so, Vicky puts all this information into her memory bank. She spits out a piece of paper because Jamie's like, if I tell them the truth, I won't get to go to the football game. She spits out a piece of paper that says, go to the football game and then tell your dad. Or tell your parents. Downstairs, doorbell rings. The teacher's back with the report. So I'm going to play this clip. They bring the report. She brings the report over. And now she wants to talk to Jamie. Interesting. She must live close by. She says she's on her way to a meeting. How far away from their house do you live? I want to know. How many other students' houses does she make house calls to? To say, your kid does such a great job. They normally get F's, but they got an A all of a sudden. And I wanted to let you know about it. So, Jamie comes down and Miss Sheets says that she wanted to, you know, talk to his parents and say how proud she is of Jamie and everything like that. And... It looks like he's about to confess when B- Vicky, like, runs down, like... No, wait, 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 wait. I have something to say. We have to stick together. And, of course, Ted's like, oh, crap. Uh, this is Vicky. Sean's like, well, she's Jamie's cousin. She's staying with us for a bit. And she's like, nice to meet you, Vicky. Isn't it great to hear about Jamie being up for the honor club at school? Why... <laughs> What? Why do you think some kids gonna give a crap about that? But whatever. I'm gonna play this clip. Hello, Miss Sheets. Hello, Jamie. I'm sure your parents told you about my visit this afternoon. Yes, ma'am. They're both very proud of you, and so am I. Thank you. Wait. Vicky, what are you doing here? Jamie said we should stick together. Uh, Miss Sheets, uh, this is Jamie's cousin, Vicky. Uh, she's staying with us for a while. Nice to meet you, Vicky. Nice to meet you. Isn't it wonderful about Jamie being up for the new honor club at school? He's putting up a good friend to protect his rear. <laughs> I'm afraid I don't understand. Well, Miss Sheets, you see, Jamie... Dad, let me say something. Miss Sheets. You know how George Washington and Abraham Lincoln told the truth and became presidents? Yes. Well, in a minute, I'm going to have a good chance to become president. (laughs) I cannot tell a lie. I didn't do some of that history report I turned in. Oh, what part didn't you do? All of it. (laughs) Outside of that, he's terrific. He is terrific. That took a lot of courage, Jamie. Well, Jamie, if you didn't do that report, who did? I cannot tell a lie. I did. Honey, did you hear that? Vicky did it. I couldn't be more surprised. 
Well, if Vicky really did do that report, then I'm sure she must remember some of the things she read, like why the new calendar was adopted in 1752. The old calendar was the Julian calendar, which overestimated the solar year by adding 11 minutes, 14 seconds annually, so it had to be changed. <laughs> Where does she go to school? I don't go to school. No, why not? Teachers take all the fun out of it. They expect you to learn things. <laughs> you got a big mouth, Vicky. Jamie, Miss Sheets, what she means is she doesn't go to a public school. She goes to a private school. Oh, uh, may I ask which one? Of course. Oh, <laughs> well, which one? Which one? Uh, uh, it's a very small school. There's only one student. She has a private tutor. Oh, oh, I see. Well, um, I'd better be going. Jamie, I was quite disappointed, but it was very brave of you to admit what you did. If you work real hard at school, maybe you really can get in the honor club someday. I'll try very hard, Miss Sheets. I really will. No, you won't. Good. Well, good night, everyone. Good night. So Jamie ends up also confessing that he didn't do the homework. Vicky says she did it. And now the teacher's like, wow, you did it. <laughs> and she wants to know where Vicky goes to school. Like, uh, uh, private school. Really? Where? And Ted's like, oh, shit. And he's like, uh, I mean, she has a private tutor. <laughs> We can't, we can't reveal their identity, I'm sorry. <laughs> Jamie also says that, um, I'm gonna be really honest, just like Abraham Lincoln and George Washington, so I may be president one day. And he reveals that he didn't do the report, any of it. Vicky actually did it. He says to Jamie she was very disappointed, but it was very brave of you to come forward. He's gonna get grounded after that. You know he is. Like, you're not going to no football game. And she tells him, if you work really hard at school, maybe one day you can get into the honor program. He's like, I will, I promise. I'll work really hard. I'm like, he won't. No, he won't. So, of course, well, also the, the fact that the sort of this whole she goes to private school thing, because Vicky says she doesn't go to school. And that school's teachers take the fun out of learning or something like that. Like, ay, ay, ay. And then before Ted shuts the door on Miss Sheets, she's like, oh, I wish we had a little girl like you at school. Someone who actually likes school. And Vicky, of course, repeats what Jamie said. School, yuck. Like, uh, okay. <laughs> so Ted closes the door on the teacher. Jamie's like, Dad, look, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to. I told the truth, though. Like, that doesn't mean shit. You still did wrong. You still got to be punished. No football game for you. Mom, Dad, I'm really sorry about all this. But I did tell the truth. Are you going to punish me? Hell yeah. I'm afraid so, Jamie. What kind of punishment? Well, I'm still going to take you to the football game on Sunday, but I'm getting bad seats. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Do you hear that, Vicky? Come on. You're Big James him. got it made. <laughs> Thanks, Dad. You're the greatest. There's one condition, Jamie. Uh-oh. Did I hug you too soon? 
You have to promise, really promise, not to use Vicky for your homework anymore. He's never going to... No problem. I promise. If I'm lying, may I go to my grave without another Twinkie? You don't need any Twinkies, buddy. You can't. You can't. This ending is bullshit. Ted takes him to, is going to take him to the game, but he'll get really bad seats. I say, well, I'll take you to the game, but I'm going to blindfold you so you can't see anything. You'll only be able to hear what's going on. <laughs> oh, shit. That sounds cruel. I'm sorry. But this is... No! He, he gets to go to the game, really? Because he fessed? You already knew he lied before he even confessed. And he says, I promise I will not use Vicky for my homework anymore. If I do, send me to my grave without a Twinkie. <sighs> this. <sighs> this episode was weak sauce. It was weak sauce. That teacher's a moron. <laughs> Why is she making house calls? What? No teacher does that. The fact that also Vicky lets it slip that Jamie's trying to cover his ass so he doesn't get beat. And she's like, what? What? What's going on? I, I don't understand. Yeah, she revealed that Ted, like, spanks his kid. Which, then again, I mean, I got spanked as a kid, too. I mean, it sucked, but... <laughs> Shit. It's just, I'm rating this on the, I'm rating it like a 2 out of 5. 2 out of 5 robots. This, it was a terrible episode. And the clincher was the fact that Jamie ends up going to the stupid football game. You little troll. Ugh. The only great side of this was probably the action that Ted was going to get in the kitchen. <laughs> From Joan. <laughs> I mean, this, the rest of this was lackluster. The, the teacher was a nut. I'm sorry. I mean, the fact that she's like, oh my gosh, this boy, he gets F's in my class. He got an A, and I'm going to go to his parents' house and bring the report with me, and I'm going to praise him for it. And I'm like, well, Jamie, if you try really hard, one day you can get into the honors class. But she's so enamored with Vicky. Like, I want that little girl in my class. I want at least one student who appreciates learning. None of the other kids do. Maybe this little girl will be an influence on them. I think eventually Joan does become Jamie's teacher when I, I remember when I watched it. And Vicky apparently is also sent to class. Eventually, you know, the state says she's got to be in school. She's got to be in school. No homeschooling for this girl. No private tutor. None of that. Get her to school. Finally, in August, we're going to get to something good. Season 1, episode 10, November 9th, 1985. I would have been... Uh, three. I would have been three. The adoption. When nosy neighbor Mrs. Brindle... Uh, reports the Lawsons to Child Services for not having Vicky enrolled in school. Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> oh, this is... <laughs> the Lawsons rush to forge adoption papers, but their plan gets complicated when a doctor's exam is required on their robot. Holy! <laughs> Some of these dang storylines, these plots, these 
are so damn far-fetched. I know it's a sitcom. Oh, I love having fun with this and just dissecting and critiquing the hell out of it. It's, just, it's, 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 it's so fun. It's so fun. <laughs> At least the adoption's gonna be a better episode than this one was. This is The only reason I ripped on this episode so much is because we saw some of that. And it's the third episode. I'm sorry, I'm yawning. It's like 12.42 in the afternoon now, and I'm still yawning. Jeremy actually went and saw that um, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood movie with Leonardo DiCaprio and um, Brad Pitt. Another, he, He's a big Quentin Tarantino fan, and I'm like, oh, I could... And then I'm like, no, look at the rating as far as the violence. I know these Quentin Tarantino movies, they got the violence, they got the... I don't want to see that shit. I don't want to see it. And he's like, well, extreme violence, extreme this. I'm like, eh, nope, you're seeing it yourself. Which he saw also, um, The Hateful Eight, I was not going to see that. Um, Django Unchained, which had um, Christoph Waltz, big fan of his, back when um, Water for Elephants came out in the theaters, had a crush on Christoph Waltz, saw Water for Elephants at least ten times in the theater, just for Christoph Waltz. Um, but even Christoph Waltz could not take me to the theater to see Django Unchained. We now own the Blu-ray. We've had it for probably a few years, and I still won't watch it. But that's what he's doing today. It's getting warm in here. What's the temperature else? It's, I thought it was like, it's supposed to rain today from what I, I thought. I'm just rambling, guys. The episode's pretty much over. <laughs> I told you what episode I'm doing uh, next month, but, um... Yeah, now it's like 6 p.m. There's a 40% chance of rain. It's 74. It's cloudy. It's crap day. Jeremy and I are hopefully going to start looking at a new car for him tomorrow. Because, you know, the dealerships, luckily, they are oh, they are not open on Sunday. So, yeah. And as I probably mentioned, Jeremy's not a real people person. So, uh, this I don't know. I might have to help him along the way. I mean, like when I got my car. <laughs> much did that all myself he didn't all he had to do was come down and sign something so i was pretty proud of myself for that but yeah jeremy's had his car for 16 years i mean it's not a clunker but the <laughs> the fact that the um door handle on the inside on the driver's side fell off so he has to roll the window down and be able to open the door from the outside. So, uh, yeah. Not good. Not good. Plus, I think the door lock on um, the passenger, not the passenger, the back seat also came off too. So you can't lock or unlock that door. A lot of things wrong with the car. <laughs> 16 years. 16 years. Yeah. And, um... It just he it's ready it's ready for the graveyard it's ready to be put out to pasture so I wouldn't mind eventually seeing that movie yesterday um the one about the guy who knows all the Beatles songs but apparently he's in a universe where nobody's even heard of the Beatles um I might even just wait till that comes out on Blu-ray and just buy that I've been kind of doing that with movies lately is um which is why I have quite a few movies that have are still in the plastic wrap that I have yet to watch. I guess, I mean, I guess if you want to film me a movie hoarder, I guess, um, <laughs> I'll watch them. I'll watch them eventually, I swear. <laughs> but that sometimes some of the stuff is like, I don't want to see it, you know, I'll, I'll buy it. When, like, um, 
that one movie that's supposed to come out in September, you know, with Octavia. I, lo- I love Octavia Spencer. She's such a good actress. One of my favorite African-American actresses is Octavia Spencer. And um, I'm not huge, huge on horror films, but I figured I could probably handle it once, you know, I see it on my own TV instead of a large screen with surround sound. Yeah. I'm ready for it chapter two though. That comes out in September. Okay, it is warm in here. I am opening a slider door and maybe that window because it is getting toasty in here. Oh, that's better. I think I might open that. That's gonna let a lot of that traffic noise in though if I open that one. I might open it a little bit. Yeah, I want a nice, comfortable, cool breeze. You guys don't <laughs> I know you guys don't care. Um I had yesterday off. Which was awesome. Granted, yes, it's like uh, maintenance. My paycheck's gonna be a little lighter, but um, yeah, it was cool. I actually was able to get stuff done. I got my groceries. Um, you know, Auntie. I know, guys. If you guys don't want to listen after that, you don't have to. I'm just like talking about stuff. If you want to hear me talk about whatever, that's cool. Um, you know that place in the mall that sells the pretzels, Auntie. Is it Auntie Anne's? Well, I was getting groceries, and I noticed that they have a frozen, like, pretzel thing. Like, the little, uh, freezer foods. And I bought, and I tried it yesterday. It was, like, the long hot dog wrapped in, like, a pretzel thing. Um, it was really good. I, I, you know, put some mustard with it. It's really, really good. Really liked it. And, of course, before that, I had been on the phone to Jeremy, like, what are we going to have for dinner tonight? And I think what we're going to do tonight, we're going to do the the ground beef with the noodles, the cream and mushroom soup. And, uh, you know, I'll have him, once I get my share, once I get my portion of it, uh, he can put in his precious, you know, actual mushrooms. Because I'm not a huge fan. fan. I mean, the cream and mushroom soup has little bits of mushroom, which is fine. But I don't want, like, stems and pieces and everything. Jeremy can, yeah. But... So that was originally going to be yesterday's dinner. But of course, I didn't have lunch until like 3 in the afternoon. Because I had been getting groceries and running errands. And I was so hungry that at the grocery store, I got a payday bar. And said, this will have to suffice. Then of course, Jeremy comes home. And I'm like, uh, do you think we could do that uh, cream and mushroom soup noodle beef thing tomorrow? He's like, oh, let me guess, you spoiled your dinner. I'm like, no, it's just... I had a late lunch at like 3.30 in the afternoon, and he gets home after 5, and like, yeah, and the the hot dog was like a regular sized hot dog in a a bun, so that did fill me up. Actually, I gotta find out where, where am I gonna put my bottled water? (laughs) I got my water, God, my glasses fell, oh my god, I'm just praying that they're, they're not broken, they're not broken, thank you. I just got these glasses here, they fell from my hands, I was putting them on, just, just, yeah. I know, guys, at this point, I'm not really talking about much of anything other than what I did over the week. I mean, it's Saturday, so, uh, yeah, I'm pretty much just gonna hang out, I'm gonna read, maybe start on one of my movie reviews, I haven't decided which one yet. Because I got two hours by myself. I mean, I usually have my day to myself during the week, because Jeremy's working. He works during the day, I work at night, and stuff like that, so, but, my sister, uh, let me know. <laughs> Last time I was over there, she thought her cat was pregnant, and apparently it must be pregnant. Saying, unless you want another cat, and I'm like, I'm not doing that to Quinn. Jeremy would never, ever let me. And the thing is, I even told my coworkers, like, I want to get a dog. 
down the road. If I were to get another cat, not that that's going to happen, that would be another, like, 16 years of me not getting a dog. So, and I already have London, I have my rabbit, and I have Liesl, my hamster, and it's just like, no, no, no. Just, no. Why do you have to tempt me, my sister? Why? <laughs> but no, I could never do that to Quinn. She's been here, you know, she puts up with her brother London and her little hamster sister. And I just, another cat would be just, that wouldn't be cool to her. So, um, I had some money left from the trip when we went to Dallas. And I originally was going to put, I put like, Twenty dollars towards you know groceries, um. But I, oh my gosh, this money's burning a hole in my pocket. I wanna, cause I originally had like sixty, and I'm like, um, I wanna go. I shouldn't have went to the bookstore. I shouldn't have went to the bookstore. I know, I know. But I'm up in the middle grade section because you know I really have been in the middle grade reading middle grade books for a while, and um. <laughs> I just go into there, I got my phone, I got the Goodreads app, because I'm always, you know, scanning the barcode will let you see the rating of the book, it'll see, it'll let you see the reviews, so I figure anything that's like 3.9, like 390, all the way up, at, at, over like 4.0, 4.16, and stuff like that, you know, most of the reviews are going to be at least 5 stars or 4 stars, so, yeah. But I'm like, I'm like looking at these books, like, oh, these books look so good. And then I like have a stack of six. And I'm like, because the middle grade books are only like maybe $6.99, $7.99. They're not much. Plus I have a Barnes & Noble, you know, membership, so it takes off a little bit. But I'm like, I was like counting this out in my head, like how much is this going to be? I think I have, did I get eight, one, two? Oh, and at the library, there's a used book section. <laughs> And um, the children's paperbacks are like 25 cents each. So there are three there that I found at the library. I'm like, oh. And I had like 75 cents in change. Because on the trip we like had like when you're, you know, exchanging money and stuff, you're getting a, a, a lot of change with it and stuff. So I was like, yeah, I got 75 cents and like dimes and nickels and like five pennies. So yeah. I got the book Doll Bone or no, doll is it Dolly Bones or Doll Bones? By Holly Black. I here. Oh, it's right here. It's right here. Doll Bones, not Dolly Bones. Um, I've heard so many good things about this book. And I've been meaning to get at it. Like, I gotta check this book out. And I got it for like a quarter, which is awesome. And it's in good condition. You know, the pages aren't really yellowed and um there's no like creases in the cover and stuff like that, so it's awesome. So yeah. I feel like, because I finished three books on the trip, I finished, um, Nightfall, which is book six, Keeper of the Lost Cities. Um, I finished Rainbow Road, which I finished, like, the first night on the trip once we got to Missouri. Because it's, like, under 250 pages, it's not very long. And then on the way home, I finished, the night we got home, I went upstairs, and I had, a, like, a few pages left. I finished Dry, which is by Neil Schusterman. And his son, Jared Schusterman, is such a good book. So, yeah, if you want a book to read, this would be perfect for the summertime. It's called Dry. Let me read you the synopsis. I knew opening that window would cause people on their motorcycles and stuff like that. You're going to hear that probably in the recording. Hopefully not as loud. 
When the California drought escalates to catastrophic proportions, one teen is forced to make life and death decisions for her family in this harrowing story of survival. The drought, or the tap out, as everyone calls it, has been going on for a while now. Everyone's lives have become an endless list of don'ts. Don't water the lawn. Don't fill up your pool. Don't take long showers. Until the taps run dry, suddenly Alyssa's quiet suburban street spirals into a war zone of desperation. Neighbors and families turned against each other on the hunt for water. And when her parents don't return and her life and the life of her younger brother is threatened, Alyssa has to make impossible choices if she's going to survive. This was, you know how they say like a movie like Edge of Your Seat? That is how I felt with this book. Or Page Turner. It's like I was glued to this book. I couldn't get enough of it. It was, and we got at least like five different points of view in the story from Alyssa. Um, we don't really get a point of view from her bro younger brother, Garrett, who's 10. Uh, Kelton, who lives across the street, whose family, his dad has been planning for, like, the apocalypse. He's got his bug-out shelter, like, that's a distance away. Um, so he's got stocked water and all that other stuff, while everyone in the neighborhood has no water. So you know what's going to happen there. Um, we meet a character later on called Jackie, who's kind of fending for herself. We have a character named Henry, who's also a teenager, who is pretty much out for himself. He's got some water that his mom invested in some Aqua Viva uh, water. One of those companies that you, like, get a bunch of, like, stuff and you try to sell it to people. So, of course, Henry uses this to his advantage, starts bartering with people like hey i'll give you a case of water for i think there's like um michael jordan college jersey that's worth like two thousand and four thousand dollars that he tells this kid like give me that jersey and i will give you a case of water so it's like yeah he's out for himself to get what he can get out of selling this water so like i said it's a great great book the only reason, I, I mean, because I started, originally I started in, like, January, and I'm thinking to myself, you know what, I'm going to put this down, going to wait till like, summertime, and read it then, because that way it's like, I can feel like maybe I can relate to the characters on the level of, it's really hot outside, and I'm, th I mean, I have my water here, so I'm good, but just that, to be able to hopefully relate a little bit more on what's so hot and everything like that, to that aspect, so... But yeah, that's... Now I'm going to try to read uh, Doll Bones. I almost feel like I'm in a small mini slump right now. I got a bunch of books on my audi uh, uh, Audible thing that I haven't really gotten to either that I need to finish one of those books. But, alright, that's it. Guys, I'm done rambling for today. Um, I know I went on a bit after the episode, but, you know, like I said, you don't have to listen to it if you don't want to. And, uh... I'll be back in August, probably late August, with The Adoption, Season 1, Episode 10 of Small Wonder. We get the reappearance of Bonnie Brindle and probably Harriet, or maybe Brandon. So, alright everybody, have a great Saturday afternoon. If the weather's looking good for you, get out and enjoy it. it, it, it we're going to be hitting August next, uh, next Thursday. August. Awesome. My birthday month. So, all right. Bye-bye, everybody.